thank you for tuning in today. My name is Scott Murphy, and this is This Day We Must Fight. We are starting a new podcast uh, that the Lord has actually had on my heart for over five years. Uh, He gave me a name for it called This Day We Must Fight, and he told me to sit on it for a period of time. Um, But I really felt like a month ago it was time to get this thing started. So let's get into it. Today is just kind of an overview of where we're going, and we have two people here. We have Mr. David Colley, who is a great friend of mine. He is like a dad um, that has been uh, with me for a long time. And then we have Mr. Beal. Mr. David, you'd like to introduce yourself? Yes, I can. Mm-hmm. Uh, my name is David Colley. I've pastored for 26 years in the denominational churches, and then about 20 out outside of denominational churches just love jesus mr bill my name's bill long um i'm 80 years old and i'm still alive thank god and if there's one thing you can say about me is that i'm a survivor i've been fighting all my life so this is nothing strange to me And I do believe that the Lord has already put a lot of things in our heart to share with you that's going to help you in your fight. And that's exactly what you're in, wherever you are, you're in a fight for your life. Amen. Amen. So a lot of what this show is going to be about is just putting light into a dark place. And I believe where we're at in the world right now, we need to shed a lot of light and truth into what is going on. And so we're going to be here to answer questions um, and to put God's Word on it the best that we know how to. Uh, And so today, I'd like to start with Mr. David. Mr. David, what do you say about being all in for Jesus? Well, there's a scripture in uh, Psalms 17, verse 5. I'm reading out Amplified. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in Him also, and He will do it. I was reading something the other day. Got my attention. It says you can take uh, strings from a violin or strings from a guitar and lay them on the table and roll them around, and they don't do anything. They're just there. And you pick one end up, pick the other end up, nothing happens. But once you take them and connect them to a guitar or violin, strap them down, tighten them up, where they'll start singing. They don't sing till you tighten it up. And when you tighten it up, they'll start singing. And when we commit our ways to the Lord, not just any old way, but we say we all in for God or nothing. You're, you got my heart. I'll give you everything. I submit myself to you all that I know today. I can't submit something I don't know, but I can submit, submit all that I know today. Mm. So I submit myself to him. Well, he takes my life and tightens it up, makes it worth a scene. And as I give him, give myself to him, then the Holy Spirit can flow through and do something. Because I have 
made a stand. And we all have to make a stand for God. So I make a stand for him. You think about, I like a fiddle, violin, they're the same thing. But I love to hear a violin play. But if the strings are not tightened up, if they're not in tune, the sound won't be good. But once you get it in tune, you got a good sound. And I believe when I commit myself to God and say, here I am. There's enough I don't know about God to build another world. But when I submit myself to him, then he can flow and make my life sing for his glory. And I think that's what, you know, that's the bottom line of where I'm at. I think everybody around this table right now is all in for Jesus. Amen. Amen. I think everybody doesn't look like what we've been through. (laughs) Good. We don't need to. We need to look like the glory of the Lord. Right. But we have have been blessed. Amen. And uh, we are living in a blessed time, even though it may not look like it. Well, what looks on the eyes is one thing. What looks in the spirit is something else. And, And we see things in the spirit realm and pray about it, worship God over it, and bring it down to the natural. You got to see it in the spirit first, then it'll show up in the natural. What we see in the naturals, anybody can see. But what we see in the spirit realm, that's where God is. Because he says, the only way you can worship me is in spirit and truth. In fact, truth is around the throne, nothing else. All the lies and things that the politicians and everybody else tells, I don't get anywhere at all. Truth does. Being honest. Telling things like they are. Or just keeping your mouth shut because sometimes you, you have to wait for the Holy Spirit to tell you when to say what to say. Yeah. So that brings another interesting thought process to me. Deception cannot sit around the throne of God. So if we're living in deception... Can we get close to the throne of God? No, we're going to need to repent. We need to ask Him to forgive us and cleanse us from unrighteousness. If we're living in deception, we won't won't get in His presence. Deception will not get in there. But the Holy, we open to Him, and the Holy Spirit will minister to me, whether it's through Bill or you or somebody else. He'll minister to me. Sometimes out straight to my heart, but He'll minister to me and show me where I'm wrong. Because I asked him daily, yeah. if I've missed you, please show me. If, if I've done something wrong, please show me. And I never go to bed at night without making sure that my slate, plate, whatever is clean. Father, yeah. if I've done anything today that's not pleasing to you, just don't forgive me, but show me because I don't want to do it again. Right. Being able to understand what we've done wrong. Let the Lord show us what, where we're wrong. Right. And being open to going, I'm humble enough to accept that I was wrong. And sometimes it is, people say eating crow, sometimes it's hard to accept <laughs> yeah. I was wrong. Yeah. But to grow with God, you have to. Do you keep going around the same place? You'll never move from the place we are. I am if I'm not willing to say, Father, I was wrong, or forgive me, or go to somebody else and yes. say to them, I want to apologize to you and ask you to forgive me. I was wrong. Yes, sir. 
Mr. Bill, with everything that you've been going through in your life, where does your confidence lie? Let me uh, zero in on truth. Only truth is in the presence of God. Jesus said, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life, and nobody goes to the Father but through me. So in that truth, it's the truth that sets us free. We need to know what the truth is. And where we find that truth is in the Word of God. And for many years, I have spent a lot of time in the Word of God. And in that Word, time and time again, with things I was struggling with, God used the Word to speak to me and to get me straight and to put my feet on the right path and to give me confidence in that process. I am not going to have confidence in my life outside of the Lord Jesus Christ, outside of the living Word of God. It's impossible. Um, So I've had 80 years to test all that, I was born uh, fighting for my life. My mother almost died giving birth to me. Had it not been for a country doctor that loved the Lord and God used him to save both of us, I wouldn't be here. Uh, had it not been for the Lord uh, numerous times, I would not be alive, a direct intervention in my life many times. I have actually died. I crossed over into eternity, and Jesus met me. He baptized me in his love, and that's what he is. I did not want to leave him. But he sent me back totally and completely healed after a tree limb had crushed my insides. Had I not been a believer, that would not have happened. And 1 Corinthians 15 would have happened to me. And that is the law of sin and death would have taken over and I would be in would have been in a whole lot of trouble and no way to get out of it. So my confidence is in the Lord Jesus Christ and in the Word of God and no other place. I go to bed at night and I go to sleep. So I have a question for you for either one of you. How does somebody know that they're saved? This is this happened to me. 
This is how I know that I am saved. In April of 1967, I heard a medical doctor describe in vivid detail what Christ went through on the cross. Pain and suffering so severe that the plasma of his blood separated from the water. And prisoners tortured during World War II actually did the same thing. In that process, knowing what Christ did for me, I could not reject that. I could not turn away from it. It was, that was his invitation to me to accept him as my Lord and Savior. And in case I had any doubt about it, after I heard that, the enemy of my soul did his best to kill me. When I called on Jesus, instantly he was there. He came to me. He made himself known to me, just like his word said. I received him at that point in my life. Yes, Jesus, I repent of my sin, and I want you to be my Savior for all eternity. He accepted me and gave me eternal life. And then I had a chance to go through the Word of God. Wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. For God so loved the world that He gave. Scripture after Scripture tells us what God has done for us. So by faith I received Him as my Savior. I turned away from the world. I turned to Him, and in five different occasions in my 80 years, He made Himself known to me and saved my physical life. That won't happen to everybody, but that happened to me. So that's how you know. When you get down and you do business with God and you repent of your sins, and by faith you accept His Son to save you, there will be no doubt in your heart that God has done His work in you and you have eternal life. He's your Father, and He'll make sure you know that you're saved. Mm. Mr. David, you got anything to add to that? No, that was good. I was, um, I had accepted the Lord when I was about six maybe five six years old my dad was a pastor and when i was 21 i had walked away from the lord some when i was 21 i had an experience with him that was real i mean turned my whole life around it takes the power of the holy spirit to do in our heart amen we yes. cannot believe he has to put faith in me to believe that Jesus is God's son. 
I know people that, um, and you do, all of us here do, that are of a different faith, I'd say. And they cannot see how a person could be God's son and walk on this earth. Well, in the natural, I can't either. But when the Spirit of the Lord comes in your heart and starts ministering to you and telling you things and witnessing to you, then you know that you know you. And that's what happened. I just, he gave me the faith. I believed on it, but I, something I had to do, I had to act. And when I acted and asked him to come into my heart, he did. The Bible says if I believe in my heart, confess with my mouth, the Lord Jesus Christ, I'd be saved. Now, the believing and the confessing is like the new birth took place. Mm-hmm. I didn't have to run around the room, didn't have to know all the scripture in the Bible. I just had to believe in my heart. That's what I did. And when I believed in my heart, I became a born-again child of God. Real simple. What would you say about people that maybe have a hardened heart towards all of this and maybe they're trying to seek but their their heart's been hardened so much they they just don't know what to do? If I uh have people I, I have people, I'm sure everybody does, that we pray for a regular that the father will soften their heart like plowing a field. And then the rain comes and softens it. The Holy Spirit, that's his work. That's not mine. It's his work. I remember one time I was up. This had been 40 years ago. Maybe I was preaching. I'm 72. I was up preaching. It wasn't quite 40. I was probably. Well, some may have been there. I was up speaking. You know, the Holy Spirit will speak to you. you be, I, like I'm talking to you. He can be talking in my heart or something. Mm. And I was up preaching away. I mean, going to it. And I heard this voice in my spirit man. He said, are you trying to save these people? I said, no. He said, you act like it. Mm. Got my attention. It takes the power of the Holy Spirit. Mm. We have to share what he tells us to share. Leave the creation. Leave the, that's his place. And so we just do what he says. And walk with him. Every day is a walk. Yes, sir. Mr. Bill, do you have anything else to add today? I don't want to get into too much detail on blasphemy against the Holy Spirit. But there is a warning in Scripture in Genesis. And... um, Paul had to say a lot about it. Jesus himself had something to say about it. Um, people have to be careful in their walking and striving with the Lord. They can reach a point where they, to where they give up and start thinking about things, this is not working, and turn their backs on God and completely walk away from Him, deny His Son, completely walk away from Him, mm-hmm. and then hold Him up to an open shame before the world, going out running their mouths that Jesus is no good. That's a bunch of baloney. That's a bunch of fooey. Uh, 
Brothers and sisters, that's dangerous, dangerous uh, water to be walking upon. Um, there's always hope for a person. Yeah. As long as the Spirit of God is around, there's hope. And He's going nowhere, I guarantee you that. So, if the heart seems hard now, keep praying, believing, and trusting. And sooner or later, the bottom plow will drop and the tractor will do the work and the soil be ripped up and a good harvest to come. Amen. God will send the rain. He'll send the sunshine. Mm -hmm. So we don't give up on people. Bill, I, I remember years ago I was with this gentleman that was passing away. And I had been dealing with him for two or three years to accept Christ Jesus. And he could never get over the fact that he didn't think he could be saved. He didn't think he was good enough to be saved. I said, you won't never be good enough. But as I know of, when he took his last breath, he was still rejecting Christ Jesus, that he didn't think he was good enough. And I had prayed for him for years and years. And where he's at today, I don't know. That's God's mm -hmm. business. We just do ours. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Let me share this little story. Um, I think it was 1966, I hadn't been a Christian very long myself, but Daddy, my Daddy, he was hard. He was tough. Uh, I'd try to witness to him. And man, he turned me off and gave me that look and back off, buddy. And but I kept begging God, God, don't let my daddy die in his sin. Please, God, don't do it. Don't, don't let him die. And um, so in nineteen by nineteen sixty six, sixty seven. No, it was about sixty eight, excuse me, I'm old. But anyway, we were in Florida on vacation. All of a sudden, I heard inside of my head, you go home right now. I told my wife, get in the car. We're going home. She said, no, we're not. We're on vacation. She started fussing. I said, we're going home. And we were in Florida. And at 11.30 the next morning, I stepped through the door of my daddy's house near Wilmington, North Carolina, and in 15 minutes, he was in my car suffering a massive heart attack, rushing him to the hospital. The doctor saved him. And during the month of recovery, his old drinking buddy from years gone by led him to Jesus. Amen. My yes, daddy Amen. got saved. And that's how much my daddy in heaven loves me and loved my daddy. Amen. Intervened down to the minute. Amen. And then the second my daddy died, I was 55 miles away. That same spirit spoke to me and said, you are going to get a bad phone call. The phone rings. The secretary says, Mr. Long, your mother is on the phone. She's upset. I answer the phone, 
And mother says, son, your daddy just died. Instantly grief just overwhelmed me. Then the joy of the Lord rose up within me, overcoming all of that because my daddy died a saved man. Amen. And I'm going to be in heaven with mama and daddy for all eternity because God and Jesus went to all that trouble to save him and Amen. to save me. Amen. I think that goes right along with this word right here. Proverbs 16, put God in charge of your work, then what you have planned will take place. Amen. And Bill, yes. you put God in charge of your father. Mm. Yes. And what was on your heart. Mm. Mm. The Lord saw to see it take place. He'll yes. see to it. Mm. Just like the father's refuge. Mm. That's right. He'll see to it. Lord's put it on your heart. Mm-hmm. You've committed it to him. It's moving forward. And that's a heck of a story. Yes, it oh, is. Oh, my <laughs> The Father's Refuge is a whole other segment. Uh, Probably a whole <laughs> whole other day. Well, we, the day's coming to deal with it. That's right. Yes. Mm. Well, fellas, I've really enjoyed this. Have y'all enjoyed it? I have. Yeah. I have. Talking about the Lord is always good. Mm. Well, stay in tune. We're going to start working on... A daily morning word as uh, some of our guys begin to put together morning devotions and then we're going to have a weekly discussion answering questions if you have questions send them in to me um yes. and then once a month i believe we're going to have a big old round table probably do a live yes, a live good. round table so fun. much is to come stay tuned we love y'all may you be blessed in jesus name have a good day Yes. Amen.